Let's get our Bibles in our hands, however we connect to the Word of God. Amen. I use this Bible on Sunday morning, but in most cases, I just read from my phone. So you don't have to have a Bible. You've got all kinds of ways to connect with the Word of God, but however you connect, would you just grab it and repeat after me? This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, feed me your word. And if you believe you're going to be fed, go ahead and make some noise again. Now, there's no spiritual reason why we have you make noise. It just makes me feel better. So when you make noise, I just enjoy it. It just sets an atmosphere. And so it's a beautiful thing. All right. And so what we're going to do, we're going to start going back backwards from uh, last week, and uh, I, I was really, really impacted by Mother Mitchell's sermon on last week, uh, not just on the day that she ministered it, but later on as I uh, covered it in Bible study, it just wouldn't leave me. And so uh, we, we will just go ahead and flash her name back up there just to give her a little little more love. So go ahead and make it solid. And just when you see it come up there, just show Mother Mitchell some love. Our elect lady. Amen. Amen. People often ask me when they see me, one of the things they say, they say, how's your mother doing? And I'm, I'm grateful that people ask that. And I just have to say that um, that's a strong, awesome woman. I just tell them that. Sometimes I am amazed at how awesome she is doing. So grateful. You can pay me later. So let's, let, let's put up what she talked about just, just in uh, review. She talked about attached and assigned. Attached and assigned. And um, I almost called this message Attached and Assigned Part 2, but I didn't want to just steal directly from her. So uh, we're going to shift it up just a little, but it, it really touched me as I thought through it. And, and I'm not going to cover over what she said, but basically uh, it's beneficial for us to be attached to God and therefore attached to the assignment that he has for our lives. So let me put this up and this will get us to where I want to go for today. So we learned last week that we should stay attached to the assignment. But today we need to talk about the forces of detachment. So she talked about being attached but what I want to talk about are the forces that often cause us to be detached. Now, she mentioned some things. She talked about the prodigal son. She talked about Ruth, Elijah, Elisha. And uh, we see that some people in that detach, some attach. But there are forces that cause detachment. So for us, since we are here and we are logged in, tuned in, we plan on being attached to God we plan on being attached to the assignment, but if we don't make it, it's not because we don't want to. Normally, it's because there are forces that are causing us to be detached. In other words, Christianity is easy if there was no devil. 
Christianity is easy if there were no forces against us. But let's be honest, there are often forces against us. And so one of the things I want to do, I want to define detach, and we'll put that up here. Detach uh, one and two, to disengage something or part of something and remove it. Two, to leave or separate oneself from a group or place. I, I want to focus on number two. Sometimes when people detach themselves from a group, it's not always because they want to, but the forces of life has caused them to think that is the only answer. Especially when you think of the idea and the spirit of suicide. Suicide is not a normal thought. So when a person goes the path of suicide, there are forces that caused them to detach so much that they thought that they were no longer uh, useful. They felt useless and worthless. I was talking to a dear member here who lost a loved one through suicide. And one of the things I wanted to encourage them in is that when a person commits suicide, they are not in their right mind. So a lot of times people talk that if they commit suicide, they're automatically going to hell. But I need us to understand when a person does that, they are not in their right mind. And God is so fair, he's so just, he's so merciful and so kind that even when a person does that, he knows how to catch them and snatch them so they, they don't lose eternity. Because he's a good God. But there are forces that try to get us to detach. And if we're all honest, we've been there close. If we didn't detach, we've been there close to wanting to detach, to give it up, or to throw in the proverbial towel. I just can't take any more. All right, let's give some detached synonyms. I'll try to move through these quickly and not give too much attention to them. Go ahead and make it solid so they can see it clearly both here and online. Abandon disassociate. Well, let me say it this way. I'm going to use those words again, but the forces of darkness are trying to get you to abandon something, to disassociate from something, to divorce something, to disconnect, to leave, to loosen, to move off, to remove, to separate, to segregate, to split, to unfasten, to uncouple, to untie, to unhitch, to walk away from. So Mother Mitchell was telling us we got to stay attached and assigned, and we got to stay attached because of the assignment. But what I'm saying, there are forces that at the end of the day are trying to get you to walk away. Walk away from God. Walk away from your purpose. Walk away from your marriage. You know, people hit 25 years in marriage, and they should be on the downside and everything going well, and somebody wakes up and walks away from the marriage, rips people's hearts apart. Some people quit in the middle of something, doing so well, or they quit, or they're going so far and they relapse. You haven't smoked dope in 15 years. Now you've lost everything because the forces of darkness are trying to get you to walk away. So having said that, here is the title for today. It piggybacks off of Mother Mitchell, but it used some different language, attacked and assaulted. I want to stay attached and assigned, but I've been attacked and assaulted. This is not talking about just normal things. This is talking about when everything is thrown at you and the kitchen sink. Now, what I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about consequences. I'm talking about attacks and assaults. Some Christians, they think they're under attack and it's just consequences. If I, if I walk from this podium right now, take my mic and pop Brother Steve-O in the head and Brother Steve-O lay me out and knock me out, oh, the devil is busy. That ain't the devil. That's a consequence. I had no business going there bothering that grown man and hitting him in the head with a microphone. And that's comical, but there's a lot of people that have consequences. Pastor Andre, my, my wife wants to leave me. What, what happened? Well, I cheated on her 15 times. No, baby, that's a consequence. People do not have to stay with you when you're doing foolish things to them. So I'm not talking about consequences. I'm talking about when you've done all you know to do 
and it still feels like you're under attack. You've done all you know to do and you still feel like you're under assault. I've read the word. I've come to church. I was tired, but I drugged myself to church. I had a good service, but by Monday, my car broke down. I couldn't start my car. And the money that I thought I had to pay for the bill, because they told me it was going to be $200. The mechanic said it would be $200. I had 205 So I went to the mechanic, and when he got done, he said, I'm going to owe 600 I I don't know why this is working like this. I don't understand. It's an attack. It's an assault. And it's designed to get you to walk away from your purpose. But Mother Mitchell already told us we are attached and we are assigned. And so what we got to do, we got to learn how to deal with the attacks and the assaults. Let's go to Matthew 11 and 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. We're going to read this verse in three different verses, and I've underlined some things I think important. So right there we underline suffereth. And so let's go to verse 12 again in the New Living Translation. And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. Attacking. All right, let's, let's read that verse again, and we're going to read it from the Amplified Version. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. So we have suffering, we have attacking and assault. So that's where I'm getting that term, attacking and assault. And so this is Jesus talking, speaking, and he is letting the people know that the kingdom of heaven is here, which he was the ushering in of the kingdom of heaven. The problem with the kingdom of heaven, it was a kingdom that was not visible. It was an invisible kingdom, and we're still operating in that kingdom right now. It is an invisible kingdom to most people, but is not invisible to the devil. He recognizes the kingdom of heaven, and so he attacks it violently. And the violent people have to attack back. In other words, what you have to do in order to stay attached and assigned, you actually have to push back against the forces of darkness. The problem with the forces of darkness is they are also invisible. Now, I can see it in people, but it's really not people you're dealing with. It is spirits behind people. You think it's your boss or your husband or your child or, or the politician, but it's not that. It is actually forces of evil, and what you cannot do is twiddle your thumbs till heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven is here right now. You'll never make it to the heaven up there if you don't know how to function in the heaven right here. There is heaven right here. And God is saying, I need you to attach and assign and press into heaven. And if you don't press, don't worry because it's going to press you. Whether you do anything or not, just the fact that you say you belong to God, you are an automatic target for attacks and assault. But one thing that you learn in the process, I've said it all the time, I've never seen anybody use a bazooka to kill an ant. Because the size of the weapon and the intensity of the attack shows you how much respect a person has for the enemy. And so if I'm being attacked like I'm a king, I might as well act like a king. If I'm being assaulted like I'm a queen, I might as well act like a queen. If you're going to mess with my money like I'm wealthy, I might as well keep on pressing till I get wealthy. If you're going to keep messing with me like I'm something, I'm about to be something. Because I wouldn't be going through this 
if I was minuscule, if I was nothing, if I was a nobody, devil wouldn't, he would just pass me by. If I didn't mean something in the kingdom of heaven, he wouldn't bother me. But the fact that he's always in my face, always on my trail, always in my space, he must know something that I don't. And so I've learned that I must be somebody. If you look back over your life, look at all the times you should have died. Look at all the times you should have went crazy. Look at all the times you should have lost your mind. Look at all the obstacles that came out of nowhere and somehow you're still standing and still moving. God knows something and the devil knows something. You are somebody in God. So what I'm going to do, I'm attacked, but I'm still attached. I'm assaulted, but I'm still assigned. Devil, you're not going to shake me loose. You're not going to push me over. I believe that what God has for me, it still is for me. I'm going to be what God called me to be. And one of the reasons why I shouted out the young men earlier in the service, because some of us understand that it's getting late in our life. And yes, I may have missed some stuff, but I learned how to pass some stuff on to the next generation. I may not have graduated, but they going to graduate. I may not have been a, a business owner, but they going to do it. Devil, you're not going to stop nothing. We're going to make it one way or another. Attack me if you want. Mess with me or won't. We still going to win. All right. So let, let, let me add something else. Let's put this up here. This makes it interesting. Here's one of the problems with the kingdom of God. Number one problem, it's invisible. Number two problem, it operates off of two things, service and suffering. So some of the attacks and the assaults, God does not stop. God could stop some of the stuff, but he doesn't stop all of it because part of the kingdom works so different from the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of the world is based on money, power, authority, uh, stepping on someone else's back, um, not playing fair. Not playing nice. This is a term you all have understood. Dog eat dog. If if somebody is getting above me, pull them down. Uh, Miss Rowe is is running for for a city council at large. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to attack her. I'm going to talk about her. I'm going to run her down on Facebook. Now, are you running for anything? No. So why are you bothering her? Well, it's something about the mentality is I got to pull people down. But the kingdom is a kingdom of serving. I, I actually, in other words, in order, in order to go up, I actually go down. Now, this is not just, it doesn't just happen only in uh, the kingdom of heaven. Look, I, I want you to do a little exercise with me. I want you to, uh, I actually want you to. Do this and do that. Just, just do this exercise. Even at home, I want you to do this. I'm going to look at the, uh, this camera here. I want you just to push your arm out and pull it back. Push your arm out, pull it back. Push your arm out there, pull it back. Some of y'all, y'all ain't got your exercise for the week. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but there's something called the law of thrust. And what's interesting, to get a plane to get off of the ground, they actually thrust it, but sometimes the thrust and the throttle is a downward motion. But then they pull back and that plane lifts up in the air. And what I need you to understand, it looks like you're being pushed and pulled. It looks like you've been swayed and knocked. But what God is doing, he's thrusting you into your destiny. And right before you run off the runway, he pulls back. And somehow you lift up 
off the ground. And what I need you to understand, it looks like you're going down, but God is lifting you up. It looks like you're losing your mind, but God is raising you up. He's taking you to new heights and new depths. And I also need you to understand something about a plane. A plane has to even press through the turbulence and press to the storm to get to a cruising altitude. What the pilot will say, I'm not going to turn the seatbelt off until we get to a cruising altitude. And just because it's rocky doesn't mean you're not lifted up, but it's going to come some point in your life, you're about to hit a cruising altitude. And the devils that used to bother you, you're going to be up too high for them to bother you. You're about to get into a cruising altitude. And I pray in 2023, somebody hits a cruising moment. Your money's on cruise. Your marriage is on cruise. Your, your health is on cruise. You've been through enough hell. It's your time to cruise but you can't get to the cruise without the thrust and the pull without the pressure the attacks and the assaults so what God often does he knows that the stupid enemy will often work in his favor so what God will do is he'll allow him to only go so far mess with you only so far only do so much and then once he's done enough God will move him out of the way he will serve his purpose and God will raise you where you need to go but in the process of that there needs to be some pushback and one of the pushbacks is we have to stay with a servant's heart um I I, I don't want to serve no more because the last time I served they didn't say thank you. Listen, if you're waiting for thank yous, you're in the wrong business. If you're waiting for apologies, you're in the wrong business. There's some folk that's never going to apologize to you. You ain't got to worry about apologies. You ain't got to worry about that. You keep doing what God wants you to do. I told a friend of mine, uh, just I think it was just yesterday, I was talking about, I'm not even worried about apologies and folk talking. I'm going to keep moving so far ahead by the time they wake up and realize they need to apologize, I'm going to be so far in front of them, they ain't even going to be able to find me to apologize. I ain't got time to worry about who talked about me, who lied on me, who laughed at me. I'm moving forward and I'm moving onward and I'm moving upward. All right, let's, let's keep going. Let's, let's look at Matthew 23, 11 through 12. So this tells us the, uh, it in its entirety. And, and for Mother Mitchell's purpose, go ahead and put the verses solid for so that she can see them really clear. The greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So in the kingdom of God, Greatness is not achieved by you always talking about yourself. Greatness is not achieved by you looking down and making sure Mother Rankin don't get as much shine as you. Somebody says, Mother Rankin is sweet. Yeah, but... Yeah, because you want to take all. That's not how it works in the kingdom of God. Serving is the way you go up. Bringing yourself down is the way you rise up. Because God says, if you are willing to serve, I know you're willing to be great because you're not thinking about you. And here's the thing we have to understand. The king of kings, he came and was stuck in a manger. If he can be in a manger, I can serve. I can go through. I can take a little something. But also what we do also understand, he didn't stay in the manger. He rose up with power in his hand. And if you want to be great, you have to be willing to serve. And with service also sometimes comes suffering. Now, I, I shouldn't say sometimes. I'll change that here in a minute. Right now I said sometimes. We'll change it in a minute. So if you exalt yourself, you're going to be humble. But if you humble yourself, you're going to be exalted. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3.10. Now, the, the heading says Paul's charge to Timothy. Paul was Timothy's mentor, mentor, so he was charging him. So go ahead and read. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. In other words, how I've been attached to my assignment. Continue. You know my faith, my patience, my love. And my endurance. That, 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 ain't, that ain't bad right there. That sounds like a, a pretty good Christian. We talked about better Christians a few weeks ago. Um, faith, patience, love, and endurance. I'm down with all that. Let's continue to read. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. See, I like the first verse. I like the faith, 
the patience and all that. But then he turned and said, you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. I, I, I'm going to read it. Let's go back to verse 10. Now, it seems like if you have faith, patience, love, and endurance, let's go to verse 11, you wouldn't be dealing with persecution and suffering. But it's a part of the journey. It comes with it. You can't get around it. It's a part of the kingdom of heaven that, yes, you have all these other things, but persecution and suffering is a part of it. So you just got to get it through your thick skull. It's going to happen. When I'm counseling young people who are going to get married, it's so interesting. Sometimes a woman is only concerned with walking down the aisle and how the dress looks and all the colors and the flowers. All that stuff is important, but baby, that's not the marriage. Once you leave those doors, life comes at you fast. In-laws. Don't always get along. You, 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 you can take all them pictures on wedding day, but real life comes at you. And if you fold because it gets hard, you don't understand life. Amen. Life is hard. Life is challenging. When I, I came, we, we, we celebrate teenagers who, who graduate with a diploma and they go off to college. And sometimes the kids don't understand college is hard. They call back home and tell me, I'm lonely. I don't have no money. I'm broke. I wish I had a care package. But it's trying to prepare you for life. Because when you got to go work a job and clock in every day, ain't nobody sending you no care package. You got to get up and you got to go through it. Let me look look at them. That's life. It's part of life. And so... Paul was telling Timothy that. Let's let's finish the full verse of uh, verse 11, 2 Timothy 3, 11. Go ahead and read the full thing. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from it all. I wasn't just persecuted in one place. I was persecuted in Muncie, Anderson, Noblesville, Westfield. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I got persecuted on all of it. But then he said, but the Lord rescued me from all of it. One scripture says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. At the end of the day, nothing I've gone through was strong enough to take me out because the God that I serve know how to step in the fire with me and bring me out of everything. I've been through grief, but God brought me out. I've been in debt, but God brought me out. I've been sick in the hospital, but God brought me out. I had trouble in my relationship, but God brought me out. I was crazy in my mind, but God brought me out. I was depressed, but God brought me out. And my praise is not that everything has been good in my life. My praise is at the end of the day, he delivered me from all of it. And that's why I go to Deliverance Temple because he's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. Yes, I was down, but I didn't stay down. Yes, I was weak, but I didn't stay weak. Let the weak say I am strong because God can deliver me from all of it. And Mother Rankin and Mother Mitchell and Lady Devon, I don't know the Greek of all, but I believe all means all. So even if he throws everything in the kitchen sink, I'm still coming out of all of it. All right, let's look at verse 12. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life. Let let me change that and put it in Mother Mitchell's vernacular. Everyone who wants to stay attached and assigned, uh, read. Go, Go to verse 12. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Remember, I said sometimes, then I said I need to change sometimes. And well, here, this verse doesn't say sometimes, it says you will suffer persecution. And it's funny, it didn't say everybody who wants to live a raggedy life going to suffer persecution. It says everybody who wants to live godly going to go through something. But here's something that you have to understand. 
whether you godly or ungodly, everybody goes through stuff. So I would rather go through stuff trying to be godly than go through stuff being ungodly. And all you got to do is look at the world, even the folk on the TV, the ones that we celebrate, the, 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 uh, we, we get, get ready to do the Grammys at night and the people are going to walk on the red carpet. They're going to be looking good. They're going to be looking grand and beautiful. But when you find out some of them and you hear the behind the scenes stories, you find out how miserable they are because they don't have God. If you have a mansion and don't have God, all you got is a bunch of extra space. I'd rather have God than have anything. So if we both gotta go through I'd rather go through with God on my side now I use the example all the time but let's say I, I, I gotta play brother Tommy I gotta play you in basketball we gotta play each other for a million dollars who is winner take all make it take it but the only thing you don't know is Michael Jordan is playing with me and you gotta play by yourself I'm confident that I'm going to win, not because of me, but because of who's on my team. And you don't have the same person on your team that I have on my team. And so here's the thing about being in God and with God. Other people still got to go through life too. They just don't have nobody on their team. And if God be for me... Who can be against me? I can go through anything, not because of James Andre Mitchell, but because of Jehovah God, because of Yahweh, because of Elohim, because of Adonai. And I can sum it all up like this. J-E-S-U-S. He's on my side. That makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. You're going to go through stuff. But you might as well go through somebody, with somebody who can get you out of it all. 2 Timothy 3.14. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know. You, you go ahead and read the whole thing. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. For you know you can trust those. Who taught you? So we're going back to Mother Mitchell's vernacular. You got to stay attached and assigned. Since you know he's on your side, yes, you are attacked and yes, you are assaulted. But because he's on your side, you got to make up in your mind. I'm going to stay attached and I'm going to stay assigned. But here in this thing, it says, but you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. In other words, if you don't remain faithful to the things that you taught, then even though you are going through with God on your side, you might still lose. Let's go back to me and Tommy. I got Michael Jordan on my side, but I don't pass him the ball. That's not going to do me very good to have somebody on my team that I keep underutilized. And Michael says, pass me the ball, I can make it. No, you're going to the back. God is in your life trying to tell you stuff and you keep putting him on the back burner. Can't, you can't blame God when you lose if you don't remain faithful to what you've been taught. All right, let's, let's add something else. And this is something Mother Mitchell talked about as well last week, but we're going to add something else. So service, suffering, and scriptures. That the kingdom works on service, it works on suffering, but it gives us some scriptures to go along to help us so that we don't lose our mind when we are attacked and when we are assaulted. And so Brother Mitchell gave us some, uh, some scriptures and she said that there's 66 books full of instructions that are basic for our life to help us stay attached and assigned. And I'm saying the same thing. The scriptures help us and that's why you come to church not just to see each other and to smile at each other and to hug at e uh, each other and all that's important but you got to get some scriptures that'll help you so that when you go back out there and you get attacked and assaulted you can handle it. You can make it. You're going to be okay. So, so I, I have on my uh, vehicle, I have the, the Mike's car wash. I have unlimited washes. I pay a fee a monthly. I think it's $39 a month, and I can wash my car as many times as I want. So when I'm driving down the road and the bird poops on my windshield, I don't like it, 
but I don't flip out about it because all I got to do is go back to the car wash. You know why? Because the price is already paid. All I got to do is run through there. And so since the price is already paid, all you got to do is stay connected to the scriptures. And the Bible says the word will wash you. We're washed by the water of the word. So, yes, if you get attacked and you get assaulted and you get some junk in your life, you get some mess in your life. Whenever you connect to the scriptures, it's like taking a fresh hot shower and it'll clean you, refresh you. And you can go back and start your day all over again. All right, let's uh, read, continue to read 2 Timothy 3.15. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Some of y'all been around here since childhood, since Sunday school, and you've been taught. You got enough word to make it out of this attack and make it out of this assault. Don't 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 go getting uh, a wishy-washy and weak now. You got enough scriptures in you. Continue to read verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So even while I'm attacked and being assaulted, while I'm trying to stay attached to the assignment, sometimes the scripture lets me know what I'm actually doing wrong. And I can adjust things. I can make adjustments. When we talk about the pilot flying in the air, many times they make simple adjustments. They'll say, we've got a storm coming, so we're going to fly around the storm. We're going to make an adjustment. And, and uh, you can go ahead and put the camera on me. But like in Muncie, Indiana, we have what we call potholes. And you can't just run through the potholes. Sometimes you got to swerve. You got to get around. You'll tear your car up if you hit every pothole in Muncie. You, 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 you'll be below and down and messed up. You got to learn how to swerve. You got to learn how to dodge and move. You, you can't hit everything head on. And sometimes having somebody that will tell you God is like the cut man in the boxing corner to tell you to stick and move, bob and weave. Don't go here. Don't be there. Don't post that. Don't say that. Don't wear that. Don't do this. He'll help you out of everything if you listen to him. And the scriptures are there to give us what we need to keep moving forward. Verse 17. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So you think you're just attached, hanging on by a thread, but what God is saying, I'm equipping you all the time. And once you get just a little bit of success, you're surprised at the success yourself because he's been equipping you all the time. It's wonderful that when we go through trials, we come out greater than we did when we went in them because while we're in them God is equipping us he's building us he's he's taking us even though we are being tested and many people when they come on the other side of it they often say something that's crazy they say I wouldn't trade it for the world I wouldn't trade what I went through well why wouldn't you trade it you went through hell and high water but what I gained while I was in it is so great I wouldn't change what I went through because it did something not just to me it did something for me and I'm better now than I was if I didn't go through it no pain no gain I didn't want the pain but now that I got the gain I look back at the pain and I say thank you for the pain and now the devil is sitting there uh, with his lip poked out mad and wondering I threw all that at them and they got better anyhow I messed with their marriage and they got better anyhow I messed with their ministry and they got better anyhow I messed with their money and they got better anyhow guess what no matter what you do I'm still getting better better me in 2023 I'm still getting better let me tell some of y'all women this y'all ain't the only ones crying the devil and the demons is crying too because they done done everything they try to do I'm just gonna throw out some names Krista they've been on your head and you still keep bouncing back they in the corner crying what else can we do we thought we had it and she came back to church and she praised God anyhow and she served anyhow I don't know what to do I don't know how I'm 
going to bring Reva down. Every time I mess with Reva, she bounces back up stronger than it was when I knocked her down. I don't know what to do. Y'all ain't the only ones crying. The demons are crying because they threw everything they had and they still lose. All right. Here, here's, here's something as we turn the corner. Let's put this up. From attacked and assaulted to attentive and assuaged. I'm throwing some $5 words in there on you. I'm going to throw But don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll define them for you. I've been using them dollar words, dollar general words. I went ahead and threw a $5 word at you. Let's, let, let's, let's put up, we, we'll, we will define both. Attentive is something that we, that we know, but we're going to define both of them. So, uh, attentive, uh, paying close attention to something. Assuage means this, make an unpleasant feeling less intense. H- have you ever been in something and when you first got in it, you thought it was going to take you out? But... Once you decided, I'm going to go ahead and go through it, it couldn't take you out because it, the intensity began to lessen over time. Let me read it again since they left it up there. Attentive, paying close attention to something, assuage, make an unpleasant feeling less intense. Let, let, let me give you a word that you'll understand, anesthesia. Many of us have been in surgery and surgery hurts. But it, how much more would it hurt if you didn't have any anesthesia? Because them cutting on you would really, really harm you. It'll almost kill you if you knew what was happening. But they administer anesthesia. Let, let me throw another word you women will understand. Epidural. See, yes, you are under an assault. But God knows how to assuage the assault. He makes it less intense. Yes, it's still there, but it don't have the intensity it would have if God would take his hand off. That's why you are not as crazy as the folk without God are. See, some of the folk without God, they're crazy. And when you find out what they went crazy over, you are shocked. You mean you lost your mind because you ran out of ramen noodles? I mean, what else happened to you? That was it. That took me out, Pastor. Oh, my goodness. I've been through all kinds of stuff, and I'm still smiling. The difference is God knows how to assuage. Here's another word that we, we, we like. Let's put, let's put this up there. It's a word called alleviate. Make suffering, deficiency, or a problem less severe. Yeah, you got to suffer. Yeah, you're going to be attacked. And yes, you're going to be assaulted. But I know a God that can alleviate the assault. I know a God that can make you laugh in the middle of your tears. And I keep telling people, and people have been telling me, I love what you're doing on TikTok and how you're laughing and joking. And I said, once my father passed, I decided to take the the torch of the comedian. I've always been a little closet comedian, and my dad was more of it. And I said, yes, I'm grieving, but I'm about to laugh my way through. I'm about to have some fun. I'm not going to cry the whole time. I'm not going to be depressed the whole time. I'm going to enjoy life. And God has been alleviating. And sometimes y'all think I'm laughing for y'all. I'm laughing for me. I'm cracking my own self up. And if you don't like it, it don't make a difference because I like it. I'm having fun and I'm lifting my head up high saying, God, I thank you. God, I praise you. God, I know you're going to get me out of this. God, I I know you're going to help me. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. All right, let's, let's continue to read. Let's look at Psalms 31, 21. And I got I to speed up because Mother Mitchell got y'all out so early. Y'all going to want her to preach the rest of the day. So I got I to gotta hurry up. Psalms 31, 21, NLT. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe. When my city was under attack. He didn't stop the attack, but he kept me safe, safe in his arms under the attack. Read, Read verse 22. In panic, I cried out. I am cut off from the Lord. 
But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Sometimes when the attack comes, it brings a panic or a panic attack. But while I was panicking, God showed me that I don't have to panic because he's still on my side. And once you get past the initial shock and the initial panic, you'll find out God ain't left you nowhere. Sometimes you wonder, God, where were you when this happened, when that happened? You'll find out God knew it. He knew what was going to happen, and he already was working stuff out. So let go of the panic because God is with you. Come on, let's go to verse 23. Love the Lord. All you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to him, but he harshly punishes the arrogant. The beautiful thing about the attacks and the assaults, it humbles us, but God actually punishes the arrogant folk. So I've been through enough stuff to keep me humble, and while I've been humble, God's been there taking care of me. The Bible says he protects the godly, so God is protecting me. So it's, it's actually working in my favor. Joseph told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good. And no, Joseph did not want to be mistreated by his brothers and stuck in the pit, but 13 years later, he was second in command in the palace. So sometimes you got to go to the pit and the prison to get to the palace. All right, let's look at verse 24. So be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Maybe you're reading the wrong version. My version says be wishy-washy and weak and limp back and all sad with your lips stuck all out. No, it says be strong and courageous. I know you attack, but be strong and courageous. I know you're crying, but be strong and courageous. I know you're hurting, but be strong and courageous because God's on your side. Put your hope in the Lord. All right, we're going to go to 62 verse 5, King James Version. Read that. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Verse 6. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not shall be not moved. moved. We're going to read that same uh, verse in a different version. Let's look at it in the NIV 62.6. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. You can't shake me. You can't shake me loose. You can't move me this time. All right, I'm going to put this up and leave you with 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 this thought. I may be attacked and assaulted, but I'm going to stay attached and assigned because through the scriptures I am persuaded. What are you persuaded of? Well, I'm going to go ahead and read some verses for you to let you know what I'm persuaded of. Let's put this up. Romans 8.35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And let me throw some words in. Or inflation or death or trouble, or mess ups, or mistakes. What's going to stop me? Let's look at verse 36. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're not fallen. We're not folded. We're not just conquerors. We're more than conquerors through him That loved us. Verse 38. Here's the answer to the question. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us. Or let me say it this way. Shall be able to detach us From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If God loves me, I'm going to be okay. If God loves me, I'm still going to win. If God loves me, I'm going to bounce back. If God loves me, I'm coming out of this. If God loves me, I'm rising again. If God loves me, I'm going to make it out. Stay attached in the sign. Here's, I want you guys to... uh, Quote this with me, and this is how we will close. I'm going to read it one time full, and then we'll, we will do a, a, a repeat after me. So the first time, I'll read it by myself. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I cannot be detached, for I am attached 
and I am assigned and no attack or assault can ever change that. Amen. Amen. Repeat after me. I will not be shaken. 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 I will not be moved. 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 I cannot be detached. I cannot be detached. I cannot be detached. I cannot I cannot be detached. I cannot be detached. For I am attached. For I am attached. And I am assigned. And I am assigned. No attack or assault. No attack or assault. Can ever change that. Can ever change. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. Let's rise to our feet and let's do our communion. This is an attachment communion. No detachment. No matter the attack, no matter the assault. Let's look at Mark 14 22. His mother, you can help read this. And as they did eat, Jesus took bread and blessed and brake it and gave to them and said, take, eat, this is my body. Let's take and let's eat. Verse 23. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's all drink. Final verse. And he said unto them, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. That means this is my blood of the new covenant. And because he's in covenant with us, no attack, no assault will stop us. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, God, we will not be detached and we will not be deterred. You've done so much in our lives We will not quit. This is our winning season. This is our winning moment. This is our bounce back season. This is our season of open doors. This is our season to hit a cruising altitude. And God, no matter what the devil tries to do, we are staying attached to you because our assignment is in you and our assignment is from you. And we take communion to solidify that. In Jesus' name, amen. Man. Amen. God bless you. We love you dearly. You are dismissed. Have a great week.